0: Join the big show Friday at the warehouse from 2 to 7. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! Time now to talk about the other in-state game this week. Weber State and Dixie State playing Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Paul Peterson, Dixie State coach, joins us in a moment. But right now, it's Weaver State coach Jay Hill, and he is on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property. Concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation? Find out more at smartrain.net. Jay, good morning.
1: Good morning. How are
2: you guys?
0: Good. We're doing well. We're doing well. So you open up with the Utes, and I'm curious, playing a Pac-12 school, how much you learned about your team and how much you have questions because their talent level is so unlike a lot of the other schools you're going to play, and how much this makes the second game easier for your guys. You face the biggest, strongest guys you're going to face, and does it all seem easier now against the next team?
1: Well, I mean, it, it did give us a gauge on what we're all about, our toughness and physicality. I thought we hung in there for the most t- most most of the game um, we know that we're not going to face anybody bigger and stronger than those guys um, so you know that it it gives us a gauge I don't know if we know exactly who we are just yet this, this game and the next one I think will be we'll know here in the next two weeks exactly what we're all about
3: Well I think Jay you know without that rain delay I think that took away all your momentum and if the weather had stayed good I think you win that game
1: <laughs> I appreciate it I love that <laughs> Now there was so much to overcome in that game, right? I mean, they're very physical on the offensive defensive line. The rain delay was a pain in the butt, and just I, I was happy with a lot of the things that we did that game, and we missed a lot of opportunities that were disappointing to me, um, you know, getting stuffed on the goal line where we could have had an opportunity to get back within five right at the end of the first half. Just there were some things that we didn't do what we needed to do to have even a, a little bit better showing in that game.
0: Do you like to irritate Morgan Scally whenever possible? I know I do.
1: Absolutely, he's my fav- he's my favorite guy to do that to.
0: Well, you did because uh, at the media availability, he was asked about the game. He says, "Well, there were several things." And when he got to seventeen play drive, he spit the words out. He was not he was not pleased with the seventeen play drive. So you <laughs> got he said it ended. It was a good response, but it should have never gotten to that point. Yeah, he was irritating. well.
1: That that's why he's so good he's so competitive and he's an elite coordinator and you give him 17 plays and usually he's found a way out of the drive before then so I mean that doesn't surprise me that he got irritated over that
3: speaking of not being surprised Shahid man that was so electric that kickoff return but this kid's a big talent
1: oh he's a big time guy he's an NFL guy He's the all-time leader in kick returns for touchdowns in college football, and so it's not like he hasn't done this before.
0: Yes, but the reaction shot from you on the sideline, jumping and pumping your fist, it got replayed all night. It was on Sports <laughs> Center. It was on college football shows the next day. Did you hear from people, uh you hear from friends around the conference or around the country? Because you were going nuts.
1: Well, I mean, in that particular game, you guys know my ties to Utah and uh, having played there and coached there for so long. That was an important. That's an important game to us, our players, myself, and to go in there and play well was important. And so to jump out seven three early in the game and to do it on that play was a big deal. And you know, we we coach this game because we're passionate guys and we love what we do. And so when something good happens, it's easy to. <laughs> get caught on film, you know, getting excited and being like that.
3: How about uh, good news, bad news thing for the big sky, going up to Washington and getting a win, but it also makes your job tougher. This <laughs> is Montana, man. They looked really good, obviously, beating a ranked Pac-12 team on the road.
1: Well, we, you know, Montana's a great program, and The reality is the Big Sky plays great football. We had three wins last week against FBS opponents. And so for them to go in there and, you know, pull off an upset, does that surprise me? Absolutely not. Um, Does it happen every day? No, but that doesn't surprise me. They're well coached, they're tough, and um, they're going to continue to win a lot of games this year.
0: So who else uh, do you view as the top of the league after seeing one week? Obviously Eastern Washington got one of those wins you speak of. They went to UNLV and won 35-33.
1: Well, Montana's going to be good. We know that. beating Washington. Montana State's going to be good. They had a lead, I think, with two minutes left in the game against Wyoming. And then uh, Eastern Washington goes down to UNLV and wins. And uh UC Davis went up Tulsa and won and Tulsa was supposed to be good this year. So, I mean all those ga- all those teams that I just mentioned and us will be right there and then there's going to be one more team up there whether it's NAU or somebody else. Somebody else will make a run at this thing besides the five that we've mentioned.
0: Alright, it's time to bring in the head coach at Dixie State, Paul Peterson, and uh Jay, how much have you been able to hang out with Paul? How well do you know him?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so we've known each other for a long time just through the coaching scene and all that stuff. I would not say we've hung out a lot, but i got a ton of respect for Paul and what he's done both at Snow College and Dixie State. He's a good coach.
0: Well, Paul, welcome to the show.
2: Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for the kind words, Jay. I've I've asked Jay to hang out a bunch of times. He just turned me down, so it's still waiting.
3: But... <laughs> oh, is Jay Hill's big again? Is that what it is, Coach? <laughs> exactly. you know, if we
1: go f- I just know if I go fishing with him, I'm going to catch all the fish, and then he's going to be mad at me. And I just, I just turned it man. down before that happened.
2: Yeah, right. Let's go, Paul. Fish all day, Love it.
0: Well, same question you we just asked jay what do you learn from that first uh that first game you had sacramento state in and uh and it ended up being a pretty low scoring game
2: yeah i know it was good it was good to get uh you know you're sick of banging on each other and and that first game is always important to see where you're at see the progression that you have made as a team and and um really when you play a good team like sac state it kind of exposes some of the things that you need to work on and fix and so um i think it was good for our guys we we uh you know, we competed, I thought, uh, pretty well. We we missed missed some opportunities and with a good team like that you can't you can't miss. But um, you know, proud of our team for the effort that they had and they're 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 willing to work hard and and, and you know, we know that doesn't guarantee results, but uh, uh we're trying to build this thing the right way and the guys are putting in great effort.
3: Well the uh, Saint George community's gotta be excited about Weaver State coming in, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. We we uh we hate Weaver State, we hate the color purple. <laughs> um, so we're just looking We're looking forward to this uh, in-state rivalry. You know, I, it's fun. It, it really is. I think um, us making this jump um, and, and, and with what Weaver's done, uh, with their history, what Jay's done with, with multiple conference championships, like we're, we're trying to get to that spot, right? So to be able to play uh, teams like, like, like Weaver State, in-state, and have that rivalry, I think it's fun. I think it's exciting. I'm sure they'll travel down here. Everybody likes coming to St. George. And so um, it would just be a great atmosphere uh, here in St. George and a great game.
0: When you go from Division Two to the Championship Subdivision, how many of your players have the talent, the size, the athletic ability to make that jump? And how much, what percentage of the roster has to be upgraded because it's a different level and you need a different level player?
2: You know, I, I wish I had some of my players answer that question for you because they'd be pissed off. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good question. I, our, our guys. Um, you know, once we made that jump, they're not—they weren't D two anymore, and that was kind of our mindset, right? So they have this little chip on their shoulder to prove that they belong at this level. And um, I think we—I think we've done a really good job of, of getting some recruits, some some developmental guys that we that we feel like um, have, have a great opportunity to be successful at this level. And you know, we got we got some work to do in the weight room, and and um, got some work to do this season playing some really good teams. And so, I you know I like where we're at, and I like I like the attitude of our of our players, and we're going to continue to have that chip on our shoulder for sure.
3: I guess, Jay, since you've been coaching in this state and been recruiting for a long time now at two different schools, um, how difficult is it going to be now? Because we've got two schools down south that are playing football, and when we've got the three up here. Uh, I don't know that there's enough bodies to stock rosters for everybody from the state. So is it going to increase the level of difficulty in recruiting?
1: Well, what's made recruiting in the state of Utah so hard is not necessarily just the schools in the state, but we are getting such heavy pressures from the school out of state. You know, uh, all the Pac-12 schools are in here recruiting now, and pretty much the majority of the Mountain West schools are in here recruiting. So it's, it's not like you're just recruiting against each other. You're recruiting against all the top dogs that are coming in here. And some of the guys that used to slide up under the radar and we could get easily or more easily, it's getting harder and harder because of the recruiting pressure.
0: Paul, how much can you hit Arizona? PK makes that drive because he's got family, and you know St. George is four hours closer. And Arizona doesn't have nearly as many teams, and has a lot more people. Can you hit on that uh, over the next yeah. few years?
2: Yeah, and uh, you know I want to piggyback with Jay. I think you know with with Utah, I think there's so many. The word is out, right? All these teams coming in. It just goes to, to show how good these high school coaches are in preparing these kids to come play. But yeah, I know Arizona's a quick, quick flight for our, for us. It's one of the hubs right here out of our airport. I think it's a quick 45, 50 minute flight and pretty cheap. And so it makes sense for us to be able to get down there. And um, you know, one of the other things, playing in the WAC um, with these Texas schools, we're going to have you know the ability to go down and and um, have have kids see us uh, from Texas too. So that's that's something that. Uh, um, we'll, we'll plan on to getting get in Texas and and both Arizona
3: until fairly recently if guys wanted to transfer and be eligible from the uh the high level the the what are they called the F uh, bull right. uh, they could drop down and be eligible I'm wondering how the transfer portal and the basically the the free transfer is going to affect both of your programs at your levels yeah,
2: well' here at Dixie State, you know, we 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 um we grabbed a couple guys here in the off season. You know, we got a, we got uh, um a couple grad transfers and, and and a couple younger kids um off the tram- transfer portal. And I think it's kind of a little for me. It was just similar to JC guys. You know, we we got wanted to add some depth and we wanted some guys to come in here and, and compete too. So um, I think you got to kind of kind of play that game. Transfer portal kind of scary a little bit for me. You want to you want to be able to have maybe a relationship with the kid before. Um, um, you know, if he's a good player and he's the right player, uh, program guy, then then those coaches and coaching staffs going to try and hang on to him. Um, but there's there's always um, certain situations you got to you got to do a little digging on each one of these kids that are on that portal for sure.
3: Address that, Jay.
2: Uh, well, and I think you make
1: a good point, PK, is that where these players used to be able to come to us and be immediately eligible, but not go to another four year program, an FBS program, and be eligible. We used to get a lot of those transfers, and now we're not going to get as many because they're going to transfer what they say laterally. Right? They'll go from a Mountain West school to another Mountain West school, and so some of the guys that we were getting, so they could be immediately eligible. Uh, we don't have that advantage anymore, so I think that that will cut down a little bit on maybe some of the four-year transfers that we get. Uh, but we were never; we were state a big transfer team anyway. We want to recruit high school athletes and develop them for four years.
0: So one thing I heard and it was actually I think Kyle Whittingham who brought it up at a, one of his immediate availabilities uh, during spring football was that guys had to be careful about going into the portal because the numbers game, he says there's, there's more guys going into the portal than there are landing spots. So I wondered if that gave either one of you a chance to get some guys you wouldn't normally get.
1: Well, like I say, usually, and this is not always, but usually, guys are going in the portal for a reason. Either they can't play where they're at, which is a big red flag, or they had issues mm-hmm. there, which is a big big red flag. And so you just got to be careful in the transfer portal. And a lot of a lot of these kids want to be recruited and be re-recruited, and so they're going in the portal and they're finding, just like Kyle said, that there's really not that many spots, and there's not that many schools out there looking like these kids originally thought there would be. Yeah.
3: Well, Jay, what's going to be your game plan against uh, Dixie? Why don't you just tell us right now?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Score more, yeah. point, score more points yeah. than they score. Yeah, go
3: into detail. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, they've got, they are very aggressive on both sides of the ball, and so we're going to have to do something to match obviously their aggressiveness. Uh, I like what both their coordinators do. Uh, Justin Anna and Kelly Bills do a great job. Of course, Peterson's done a great job. We're gonna to have to go in there and play clean. We can't go there, slop around, and turn the ball all over. Like, like everybody knows to win a football game, and we'll go in there and try to instill our physicality and toughness and the things that have won us four straight conference championships. We got to go in there and continue to be us.
0: Paul, halfback option pass. What are you thinking? Fumble, Ruski? Nope, that was outlawed. Can't do that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got five or six trick plays we're gonna open up with. Uh, no, we we um. Really, really the same thing. You we know, got we got to take care of the ball. You know, this last game we got some stuff we got to clean up and stay in front of the chains. Give ourselves some uh, good down distances where we can stay on the field a little bit longer. That was definitely a, an issue with the last game and not scoring enough points. Um, you know, that's that's a lot of taking care of us um, and making sure we're getting better at those details and our executions. Got to be at a higher level. Um, you know, as far as far as Weber State again, they, they've they've earned the right to to be a ranked team and 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 win those conference championships, and so. You know, we we've got to we got to play mistake free and and uh, match their physicality up front. And they do a really good job in both sides of the ball up front with their guys in the trenches, and so it's a big challenge for us for sure.
1: You
3: said with Will State at quarterback.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Oh, uh, there was a pause there. PK. Did you hear that? <laughs> there was
0: a pause. I've heard quarterback controversy. <laughs> All right. It is, uh, it's it's Weaver State and Dixie State. It's Saturday night, 8 o'clock in St. George. Uh, I, I'm curious, Paul, did you guys ever think about uh, moving this game so it didn't conflict with the Utah-BYU game? PK was down there for a BYU practice a few years ago, and it, he could not believe how many people turned out. There's a a lot of cougars down there. They might love some Dixie but State football.
3: You got to have it at night though. Cuz it's too
2: hot. Yeah.
0: It's just too hot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I just that, that that's always a fun fun uh, fun rivalry game for for the state and that red and blue and um I, you know, I I I have a good feeling it's going to be a pretty packed crowd. We had uh our biggest crowd last week and and um, we had a ton of ticket sales already before this, this, this matchup. So I anticipate our stadium having, having a fun atmosphere. And we got a little flyover. And, you know, uh, uh, we want to we um, show our support for our troops and, and what they've done to help keep us safe on, the, on this 9-11. And, and so it'll just be a fun fun football game. And like I said, it's rivalry for us. I don't know, we probably trying not think it's rivalry yet. But for us, it's, it's trying to get to that level and, and playing a really fun in-state game.
0: He's got the gutty underdog card going. See, so you hear that right there, Jay? They, they probably <laughs> yeah. don't think it's a robbery. They don't respect us. So, <laughs> All right, guys, we appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping on with us, and uh, we'll be looking forward to the game Saturday night. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Great being with you guys.
0: Jay Hill, yeah, Weber State you. Jay Hill, Weber State football coach, Paul Peterson, Dixie State football coach, Saturday night, 8 o'clock in St. George. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Everything you missed... In this show. Coming up next, we'll get you up to speed. Stay with us.